The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 856. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She's the founder of Virtual Patent Gateway, LLC, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today to talk about her journey and tips on confidence. Without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Ashley Chung. Ashley, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Sheena. Uh, I really do appreciate the opportunity to actually get to know you in 2022. We had some collaboration and thank you for inviting me. So I am Ash Chung, principal and founder of Virtual Patent Gateway, as Sheena had just indicated. My company is a virtual paralegal consultancy that support PTAP practitioners. Now, PTAP is basically in the patent space, is patent trial and appeal boards. And it is an administrative body uh, within the United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO. So for about 20 plus years, I've been supporting patent attorneys in the private industry. And in 2020, I decided to come out and started my own consultancy. That's kind of the beginning of the story. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I know it's not always easy to go out there and start your own thing, especially as Asian women. You know, we've been conditioned to live one certain way. And especially in the law industry, you know, the representation of Asian women, it's like next to nothing, right? So I'm glad you're able to go out there and make that path, you know, because it takes a lot of confidence to forge your own path and go do things on your own, especially in 2020 when, you know, the world was kind of, stuck or at home. <laughs> right. So thanks for sharing that. And Ashley, what's your cultural background? I am actually Chinese American first generation from uh, Hong Kong. We, my family actually immigrated from Hong Kong in 1985. And we kind of like went to different states. My, my parents decided that at some point started a Chinese restaurant. So we first landed in Virginia. Then we moved over to Lawrence, Kansas. So there's not a lot of diversity there at the time, especially. And we, we just did the what most immigrants do, work hard and learn English because English is not my first language. And in between like schooling and education and trying to balance family responsibility, there's a lot of things to handle. So I actually... Pretty much besides Hong Kong, Virginia, I sort of grew up a majority of the time in Lawrence, Kansas. And I did my un- my high school undergrad in political science and East Asian languages and cultures. And then I did an interdisciplinary study of ELAC, East Asian languages and culture from the University of Kansas. Rock Chuck Jayhawk. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Ashley, what's your favorite self-confidence quote? So this one is from... Eleanor Roosevelt, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realize how seldom they do. 
I love that. It's so true, right? I mean, we are always so afraid of what other people might think of us or if they care about us or most of the time people are too worried about their own things, right? They're not really thinking about you. And if they are like, you have to understand, you know, it takes a lot of work to work on your, it takes a lot of work, right? To learn to let that go. It's not easy, but once you keep working on yourself and learn to let that go, because no matter what, happens in your journey, there's always going to, there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people who will disagree with you, but most of the time they're really worried about themselves versus thinking about you. Right. So I love what you mentioned, that quote that you mentioned by Eleanor, Eleanor Roosevelt. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? I mean, traditional dictionary definition, right? It was basically be, it's a feeling of trust in our own ability, qualities, and a judgment. And it's basically that feeling of, yes, I can, you know, like the Thomas Chuchu trade. Yes, I can. Well, I think that things get a little bit complicated when you are dealing with intercultural issues. And that's what I studied when I was in college uh, and my master program. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. So self, especially in collective culture, it's sort of a taboo. Traditionally, so cultural orientations, there's like collectivism, which is Asian culture, some Greek culture, Middle Eastern cultures. Western culture tends to be basically the focus is on other people and what you do as a self, as one person, you wanted to fit into the group and not necessarily kind of stay in your lane, make sure that you, you foster that harmonious relationship and not necessarily rock the boat, just people, a lot of people please it. So that no one is kind of like, you just kind of pe- please the group. And so sometimes yourself is lost and in compromising a lot of different values. And in Western cultures, I think that I know that it's individualism because that's what the literature also said. And people tend to focus on individual freedom, you know, freedom of speech, a lot of, a lot of basically self is the, the concept of self is magnified. So for me, for a long time, I couldn't really think about myself. You know, I'll do my thing, but for the most part, I was such a people pleaser in school. I want to make sure that I get good grades. So I don't, I don't like become like the talk of the town because my parents own a restaurant, right? And then I'm actually surrounded by a lot of faculty. So that was, and thank God I made good grades. <laughs> so that was good. But there was just, I think for a long time, the self was lost. And honestly, not until, and then when I go into a profession, you know, legal profession and otherwise, I used to want to be in uh, doing policy research in think tank because that's what, you know, I was very academic oriented. But then at some point, I accidentally fell into the legal profession, started with a temp job, and then eventually, well, this is something that I can actually do. And then before you know it, it actually, I actually did well in it. So I kind of stay in there for about 20 some years. Thanks for sharing that. I know in our culture, we're always told to, you know, do everything for everybody else and we forget the most important, which is ourself. And then because we don't fill up, fill our own cup, that's when we start getting confidence issues, not feeling good enough. I mean, it was the same reason why I started the podcast because I just couldn't find any resources that cater to Asian women's confidence. And I realized if there wasn't any, then I had to create one, even if I had no clue what, what I was doing. And uh, I know you mentioned, you know, you, you, 
accidentally went into the legal profession, right? And I know it's not typical, you know, the represent, like I mentioned before, the representation of Asian women in the legal industry is very small. And even then, you know, a lot of Asian women in the legal industry had to go through so much barriers. You know, what was life like before you discovered self-confidence? So one thing that I hadn't mentioned and I wanted to mention is like, I think in our journeys of life, a lot of time, I wanted to give credit to certain people that actually brought me to where I am today. And a couple of them are actually really important. So one of them it's my lay professor when I was actually in uh, KU, and he was my thesis advisor. He is no longer here, but he used he was a Harvard Law graduate. He was a professor and a scholar for, I guess, actually MIA, Master of International Affairs at Columbia U. So this this professor was, for some reason, he saw so much in me more than I actually believe in myself, especially at the time. And he invested so much of his time, resources. I was his research assistant. And he even provided me with, basically, he had me house-sitting his place while he was on sabbatical because he knew that I needed a sort of like a quiet and secluded place to do my thesis. And my parents at the time was not like, I mean, they run a small restaurant, but there's a lot. I have brothers, and, and so finance-wise, he wanted to basically gave me his own scholarship to so that I can focus on my master's study. So without uh, without Clyde, I don't think that I would be where I am today for that self confidence because I am. I was surrounded with people that actually had so much belief in me. But at the time, I didn't know why. And then there was another Japanese American woman. She was also like, she was the, she also had passed. And her late husband was really, really famous in Kansas. And she also provided me a scholarship. And a lot of this, I don't know why they did this, but you know, they, she provided me a scholarship when I was trying to make a transition into the patent space. And so she basically just wrote me a check and said that, go find a program. So I did find the paralegal certificate program at the George Washington University. And after that, like I got basically screwed up by a law firm and said, we will, we want you to work in our patent group. And that's how it all got started. But with, with some amazing people and that financial support that is what wasn't even solicited. Thanks for sharing that. I know it's not always easy when, you know, someone believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. And sometimes you probably ask yourself, well, why me? Like, who am I to have the scholarship or get funding to pursue my career? You know, we have a lot of blind spots, right? And other people see something in you that you can't see in yourself. And sometimes we need other people to see the blind spots so that we can move forward and create the career that we want, create the life that we want, create the business that we want. And Ashley, I was just wondering, you know, what was that point in your life when you realized, especially in 2020, to start your own consultancy? What was that aha moment that gave you the confidence to do that? Because I know it's not always easy. It's not typical. I'm sure there's a lot of people who mention like, what are you doing? You know, it's a pandemic. You know, it was that aha moment. So this is not a story that I share often, especially definitely not public. 
I didn't have a single, I didn't have one single aha moment because I don't really think that life happens like that. I think it's just a series of events. In 2017, my dad passed. He, when he passed, he, it was like within four hours because we did not know that it was going to happen. He literally just fell in at a Chinese restaurant. How ironic, right? He was, you know, basically working as a chef and running his own business. And then he fell. And then within four hours, from the time that the ambulance came and get him to the point that he was basically certified, it was four hours. And I really realized how fragile life could be. And I still didn't do anything for about two years because I was trying to avoid thinking about the issue because it was very traumatic. And so I keep thinking that, okay, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and see how things go because I have mortgage to pay for and I make good money for a liberal art degree. And then at some point, I think two years have gone by and I was still working so much. And litigation, I mean, litigation life, it doesn't matter what firm you work for. A lot of it, it's just what the industry requires. And being a people pleaser, I'm like, okay, yes, I can. Yes, I can, you know, but it's all for other people. Then somehow by like 2019, I just really didn't have it in me to keep pleasing other people anymore. So I started thinking, and there were also a lot of outsourcing in the legal industry. So I started thinking, what would it be like if I were on the supplier side? Because we, you know, when I worked at a law firm, we would have 10 contracting attorneys. But what if I am a supplier? You know, I don't necessarily want to create a biggest firm. I just wanted to have some work-life balance myself. And when I failed to manage expectation for all these years, I just know that I have to do something different. Because people are going to say no to you if you have to basically tell them that I'm going to change. I'm not going to do all of this stuff. What would your evaluation be like? So I think that that's when I decided that I'm just going to focus on myself. Because I have a mom to take care of too. Since my dad passed, my mom lives with me and I adore her. But I think a lot of time it's just that I, I just was so tired, burned out, and in terms of trying to live other people's life. So that's what I decided to do. Got my basement set up, it's like virtual patent gateway. I was just on another podcast uh, earlier this week and basically talking about how virtual patent gateway come to be, you know, the, the name came to it. I was at Bush Garden trying to like live my life. And then someone called me and wanted me to basically start working <laughs> in January. I was like, but I'm not ready yet. I wanted to start in March. So honestly, Virtual Pet Gateway started in January, pre-pandemic. Thanks for sharing that. I know sometimes, you know, there's unfortunate things that happen, especially when it's a close family member, right? And it does give you that perspective, like, well, what am I going to do with my life? I don't want to just, you know, go to work Monday to Friday if that's not what you want or you want something more in your life. And, you know, sometimes you just got to go out there and make it happen 
even if you don't know what you're doing at the time, right? Even if you're not ready, sometimes you just got to start before you're ready. And I was like you too. I had an aunt who passed away and, you know, it made me realize how life short was, but it took me a while too to just do it because it's hard sometimes when you're in a culture that tells you to live a certain way. So, you know, I'm glad that you're able to make that happen, start your own consulting firm. And because of that, what's your life been like now? If I didn't do that, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you. <laughs> Life is actually, I mean, it has up and down. When you are an entrepreneur, it's a little bit difficult because your income is unpredictable. Do you really want to do everything yourself? Because that would be a solopreneur. And how do you scale your business when you add other people, you know, freelancers, contractors? How do you engage them, you know, to actually do that so in the past three years i learned a lot and i love reading i love listening to podcasts and i'm just so so glad that you and i connected on linkedin and your initiative not mine but i i'm so glad that i accepted and i just really think that my one of my biggest thing is that i love traveling and that's how I recharge my battery in the past. Every three, four months, I would just go somewhere. And then when I come back, I just go again. But I have to tell you that one of the most amazing things is that I was in Europe earlier in October. And it was like for my birthday celebration, basically. And also I hadn't gone out anywhere of uh, the United States for three years. So I brought my laptop. And I was a little bit apprehensive about how that would all work with, you know, my contractors and my team on there. But, you know, there's just a lot of apprehension there. I didn't even turn on my laptop for 10 days. And when I went to Toronto, I didn't even bring my laptop. So I think that explains there is a constant struggle there because I'm a perf- I am a perfectionist. So that is something that I'm struggling with. And I can be very controlling. So I wanted those are things that I'm constantly sort of like trying to grow and let other people do their thing and let them impress themselves, not me. I don't think that I need anyone to impress me. One of the things that I, I really believe in is that you build your self confidence by building other people. By serving other people, take the self out of it. It's a little bit different from the earlier me when I was like, oh my God, I'm just trying to please other people. But when you take yourself away from the focus and just focus on empowering other people, that's when you really find yourself, I feel. Thanks for sharing that. And if our, you know, if our listeners were listening to your episode, and they were in a similar journey to self-confidence, what would be that one tip you'd give to her? Nothing venture, nothing gain. Um, if you want something, you have to go after it. No one is going to hand it to you. Your journey, and also your journey, so that's maybe two tips. Your journey is better when you help other lift other people up and not just walk by yourself. Thanks for sharing those great tips. And if our listeners wanted to connect with you or check out some of your services, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yeah. So my website is actually vpgateway.com. V is in Victor. P is in Paul. 
gateway, G-A-T-E-W-A-Y.com. Thanks for sharing that. To our listeners, if you want to connect with Ashley, you can also head on over to the thetalofselfconfidence.com and search for her name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Ashley today for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks for having me, Sheena. I really enjoy seeing how you also grow the dial of self-confidence and helping other women, Asian or otherwise, to grow their confidence in doing this journey. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. It was great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. You can order your copy of Asian Women Who Boss Up Book by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. 